The history of Costa Rica in less than five, than five minutes. I'm not going to go into too much depth here, as you can imagine, but I do want to touch on a couple things, so it will perhaps get you inspired to learn more about the history of Costa Rica. It all started in 1502. Christopher Columbus landed in Puerto Limon, that's on the east coast of Costa Rica. Less than 20 indigenous tribes occupied the lands, which are now Costa Rica. The golden bands in the region's Carib Indians wore as earrings and nose rings inspired the crew to name the country Costa Rica, which means rich coast. Columbus's arrival ultimately led to the eradication of these native populations, unfortunately, as exotic diseases and fatal battles took their toll. While large-scale colonization was rampant in other Central American countries, few Spanish colonists claimed lands in Costa Rica due to the lack of mineral wealth. There was just no gold and silver there. Initial attempts to colonize coastal areas were unsuccessful due to the extreme heat. I can vouch for that. Dense jungle and diseases such as dengue fever and malaria. Colonists finally settled in the cooler Central Highlands of Cartago which is just east of San Jose. That was in 1563. As most of the native population had perished, the settlers worked the land themselves and became small landowners. Cartago remained a provincial capital of colonial Spain for nearly two and a half centuries. Before Costa Rica, excuse me, before San Jose became the capital, Cartago was for quite a long time. Then in 1821, Costa Rica and several other Central American provinces declared their independence from Spain. Juan Mora Fernandez elected the nation's first chief of state in 1824, initiated the construction of roads and ports and established a judicial system. In addition, he encouraged coffee cultivation by providing free land grants to farmers. The cultivation of coffee would transform Costa Rica in the 19th century. At this time, only a few families owned sizable properties. As Costa Rica began to develop, these few families, rich in land, soon became some of the, the wealthiest, excuse me, in the country. Then the coffee trade started coming on strong. And to support the coffee trade, an ox cart path was built from the fertile Central Valley, where Cartago and San Jose is. That was where most of the coffee was being grown. And that path was led from there to the Caribbean coast for direct export to Europe. This trade ultimately opened doors to European influence as doctors, artisans, and naturalists from Europe immigrated to Costa Rica in the 1850s. The capital of San Jose rapidly developed and was one of the first three cities in the world to have electricity. I did not know that. In 1871, Jamaican slaves, Chinese indentured servants, and American convicts were brought in to begin railroad construction. This was significant in that it would unite the coffee-growing Central Valley with the Caribbean port of Limon. By the way, the port of Limon is going very strong to this day. The new railroad helped boost the coffee industry and the steady rise in coffee exports resulted in a wealthy upper class and a prosperous Costa Rican economy. Now we're here at the 20th century. 
The first democratic elections were held in 1889, and other than two brief periods of violence, democracy had been synonymous with Costa Rica ever since. In 1917, there was a gentleman by the name of Federico Tinoco. He overthrew the elected president, who was Alfredo Gonzalez. Most Costa Ricans, as well as the United States, opposed Tinoco's overthrow, and he was disposed of. (laughs) I don't know where he was disposed of, but he was uh, taken away in 1919. In the close presidential election of 1948, Rafael Calderon fraudulently claimed victory over another gentleman. The dispute precipitated a six-week civil war, resulting in over 2,000 deaths. That was in 1948. Jose Ferrer, a supporter of Ulate, assumed presidency for 18 months. Economic and social reform since 1948 enabled the country to remain stable. A new constitution was adopted and elections have since been free and fair. And Costa Rica today still has a large agricultural sector, including coffee and bananas and pineapple and sugar exports. In the last 20 years, ecotourism and technology has taken off like you would not believe. It's uh, those two, uh, technology and ecotourism, has become the top earning industries in the country. Costa Ricans enjoy a high standard of living and land ownership, excuse me, is widespread. The country boasts a high literacy rate, a large middle class and a stable government that has functioned without an army for more than 60 years. I've added quite a few video and website links on our podcast episode page notes and be sure to review this information if you have an historical interest in Costa Rica. We invite you to listen to our other podcast episodes as well. We're almost at 100 strong and moving forward every day, adding more content and information for your reading pleasure. Our only hope is to get you excited enough to perhaps visit us sometime in the near future after everything calms down with the coronavirus. Costa Rica will be here as beautiful as ever, and you're invited to come for a week or a month or maybe a lifetime. As always, we thank you so much for listening.